0: Today on the newscast, an Israeli-operated ship attacked by a suicide drone. Was Iran behind this latest incident at sea? Get all the breaking details next. Hey, folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've got some breaking news for you today as I come to you around noon Eastern time on Friday, July 30th. We are learning new details about an attack overnight carried out against an Israeli-operated oil tanker off the coast of Oman. Now, Israeli and U.S. officials now are saying that this was a suicide drone attack carried out on this ship. Here's the background. Here is what we know so far. And again, this is a rapidly developing, breaking story. Uh, Overnight, this ship which is called Mercer Street, that's the name of the vessel, was traveling off the coast of Oman uh, in the Arabian Sea, northern Indian Ocean area, when it was attacked. Now, initially, we did not know what the means of the attack was. Was it a missile? There was an initial report that it was an act of piracy. Now we are learning that it looks like it was indeed an unmanned drone that struck this ship. But this happened overnight two crew members were killed. One is a British citizen and one a citizen of Romania killed in this drone attack. Uh, Another important thing to know, there was no cargo aboard this ship. It was heading from Tanzania in Africa on its way to the UAE when it was struck. Now, why is there strong suspicion that Iran or perhaps one of its proxies were involved in this attack late last night? Pretty simple. Number one, there is obviously a track record, as I mentioned, this year of Iran and Israel carrying out this shadow war at sea and targeting each other's vessels. That's number one. But secondly, this ship, it is Japanese-owned, but it is operated and managed by an Israeli-owned company called Zodiac Maritime. Now, an Israeli businessman and philanthropist named Eyal Ofer owns this company that operates this ship that was struck last night. So clearly an ideal target for the Iranian regime to target an Israeli operated ship. And look again at the means of the attack and what we're seeing right now. A U.S. official told the Associated Press this appears to be a suicide drone attack, I presume. And again, details continue to emerge. I presume that This drone, unmanned drone obviously, was packed with explosives and flown remotely into this ship off the coast of Oman. That's first. Secondly, an unnamed Israeli official speaking on Israeli television, sharing information there, said this looks indeed like it was a drone attack and that Iran's fingerprints are on it. Now, was it Iran or was it an Iranian proxy? That is an interesting wrinkle here. Iran has used suicide drones many times. We've reported on this many times here in the newscast over the past several weeks, particularly in Iraq. Iran has targeted U.S. soldiers and U.S. personnel in Iraq with these unmanned suicide or kamikaze drones. That's first. Secondly, Iran's proxy in Yemen, which is not too far from where this incident occurred last night, the Houthi rebels, those Iran-backed radical Houthis, also have used, to great effect, suicide drones, in particular against Saudi Arabia. That combination, that hybrid model of missiles and drones, the Houthis, again, have used that with lethal effect in Saudi Arabia as they continue in that conflict there. So, Iran, perhaps an Iranian proxy, flying a drone into an Israeli-operated and managed ship doesn't seem like too much of a leap, folks, especially, again, if you look at the backdrop here, the shadow war at sea that has been ongoing. If the Iranian regime's fingerprints are indeed on this attack, this has to be seen as a major escalation. People died. Thus far, in this maritime shadow war between Israel and Iran. We've seen mines planted on ships. We've seen missiles fired at ships, but no one has been killed. This time, again, a British citizen, a Romanian citizen, crew members on this ship were killed in this drone attack. So you have to see this, folks, as a major escalation. And you would think that Israel will respond in some fashion. They certainly won't announce what they're doing. They very likely won't claim responsibility for it. But right now, Iranian shipping as well, you would expect perhaps some kind of retaliation on that end. And you know, we're calling it a shadow war. But let's face it, folks, this war has come out of the shadows. It's been out of the shadows for some time, not only at sea, of course, but Look, Israel striking Iran's nuclear facilities, ballistic missile factories over the past year. Obviously what's happening in Syria right now where Israel is trying to push back that Iranian Hezbollah attempt at entrenchment On Israel's border with Syria. So, this shadow war has grown increasingly hot throughout the region, no doubt, as Iran surrounds Israel with a ring of fire on all sides. Hey, we mentioned the drone component of this attack overnight. Think about Hezbollah in Lebanon, Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Gaza, the Houthis, of course, in Yemen, Shia militias in Iraq and Syria, all armed to the teeth, not only with rockets and missiles but these Iranian supplied and designed drones. Drone warfare is becoming a major component of the Iranian regime's plans for the region. It's no surprise and no coincidence that over the past several months, increasingly in military drills, the Iranian regime and the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps are showing off that drone hardware in these drills the regime sees drones as a crucial component for their military strategy in the region. The U.S. gets this as well. A top U.S. general said a little while ago that the greatest threat the U.S. faces right now perhaps may be Iranian drones targeting U.S. personnel. One last quick note there, and we mentioned this on the newscast a few times over the past month or so, The United States and Israel right now have a drone task force, a joint task force working together, the U.S. and Israeli militaries, specifically to counter this growing Iran drone threat. I call it the Iran drone threat, but remember, folks, there is an extension there. When Iran gets advanced technology or maybe even not so advanced technology, let's just say lethal technology, it always Shares that technology, that know how, that military hardware with its proxies. We're seeing the bitter fruits of that right now throughout the region. Before I go, two quick programming notes, I guess you could say. Uh, if you've been tuning in all week here in the newscast, if you haven't, please join us, subscribe, click the notification bell so you get alerts every time we post a breaking update. We are here every day on YouTube and we really enjoy being watchmen on the wall for you for such a time as this. Rewind, July 26th and July 28th here on the newscast, we discussed Russia and its turn against Israel, its open turn against Israel in Syria. Essentially, Russian officials are reportedly saying, hey, we are running out of patience with what Israel is doing in Syria, targeting Iran and Hezbollah and the Assad regime assets at its doorstep. Again, in Syria. Russia, of course, is also in Syria and openly aligned with Iran, Hezbollah, and the Assad regime. Russia doesn't like it. Now, President Trump is gone. Prime Minister Netanyahu is gone, and Russia is feeling more bold, and they're potentially, reportedly, going to shut off that Syrian airspace uh, to Israel. So, this is another developing story we're keeping a close eye on. Does it have prophetic implications as well? Again, Check it out in our archives, July 26th and 28th. Just go to Newscast right here on YouTube. And we have an update, by the way, on that Russia-Israel story. I don't know how we missed this, and this was not widely reported, to say the least. But a few weeks ago, on July 8th, government officials from Russia, Iran, and Turkey met to discuss the situation in Syria where all three countries are present. Turkey, Iran, Russia all have boots on the ground they met, they discussed the situation there in Syria, and in the joint statement they issued after their meeting, they, quote, condemned Israeli strikes in Syria and called for them to cease immediately. Now, that's Russia, Iran, and Turkey all on the same page when it comes to Israel and its operations in Syria. So to some of the people who've been saying this week, hey, no big deal. You know, yeah, Russia's not happy about it, but the status quo won't change. I wouldn't be so sure. Russia, even three weeks ago, was talking about this. They're not happy with what Israel is doing there. But if you're in Israel's shoes, no matter what Russia thinks, and of course, you have to consider the Russian bear, that nuclear powerhouse, also at your doorstep. But if you are Israel, can you really allow an existential threat in the form of Iranian and Hezbollah entrenchment on your border? And perhaps even more importantly, precision-guided missiles passed on by Iran into the hands of Hezbollah again at your border. A red line for Israel, a collision course in Syria continuing to develop. We're keeping a close eye on all of it. Might have an update for you this weekend. Who knows on the ship attack, the drone attack. Last thing to mention, tomorrow for sure, right here on the Watchman YouTube channel, tomorrow, what, Saturday, July 31st, almost August, hard to believe, we will be posting a segment from this week's Watchmen TV show, speaking of Turkey, about Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Under his radical rule, Turkey has become a NATO member, has become more like Nino, NATO in name only. We're going to dig into that tomorrow in Jerusalem with a top Israeli expert. You will not want to miss that. That will be posted tomorrow morning right here on the YouTube channel. Man, what a week, a lot to discuss. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.